is the secret art of business? The creative side of our brain and the business side of our brain may seem like two separate entities, but they are actually interconnected and complementary. The creative side of our brain can bring fresh and innovative ideas to the table, while the business side of our brain can turn these ideas into practical and profitable solutions. In this podcast, we will talk to people who are connecting the power of both the creative and the business sides of their brain and how it led to greater success and satisfaction in all areas of their lives. I'm very excited to have Jeremy Slagle here, one of my most favorite people um, in the creative community. And we used to be neighbors a long time ago, business-wise, and then we kind of went on and did our own thing. And we're still here, like, you know, 18, 17, 18 years later, and it's, it's all been really good. So hopefully, I mean, this is going to show everyone that this is a great example of how if you use your whole brain, you know, you, you two will, if not be super successful, you will be pretty darn happy, though. I mean, I think we can at least go that far. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, I want you to talk a little bit about Slagle Design first. I mean, I can definitely go on and on about it, but I want to make sure people understand what you're doing. And I will put contact information if people want to get a hold of you, too. So awesome. uh, tell, us, tell us a story of of Slagle Design, please. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Slagle Design, you're pretty much seeing it. Um, I pretty much work by myself. I do have two unbelievably creative kids who uh, are uh, one is has graduated from college and is now working uh, for a design firm locally. And he uh, sometimes works offsite, sometimes works on site. Today, I have the privilege of having him on site <laughs> sitting behind me. You can see the top of his hat there. Um, that's Caleb. And then I have a daughter uh, who's studying graphic design right now in college. And our model is it's a kind of intern with me for two years while they go to college for two years, and then they go get a job. And it's Worked worked well for my crash test tummy behind me, uh, so I'm assuming it'll work just great for her. Um, I have been in business as Slagle Design for about uh, thirteen or fourteen years now. Started in nineteen, uh, I'm sorry, two thousand nine, and it's been awesome. Um, I co-founded and sort of uh, co-founded and ran an agency uh, thirteen years prior to that, and, uh, and that's when Catherine and I were neighbors, and that was that business was called Element, and we had all sorts of fun. Uh, grew grew a small studio, and. Um, it was time for that to go away, unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you look at it. Um, and when that happened, um, I just really wanted to get back to working with small businesses, uh, startups, and even medium-sized, uh, like multi-generational, family-owned business-type companies that have been around for a little bit, and it's time to like really take it to the next level. So cut my uh, overhead way down. And so now I basically work from home. This is my studio here at home. Um, and yeah, that's me. So I do graphic design. Branding is mostly what I do, brand identity, and then whatever. You know, if it's a food, if it's a food company, then it's packaging and then working on their website and such. Um, and, uh, and then I do also do a lot of illustration work as well. So yeah. And even then, just hearing you say that all very impressive, but still, very humble. We'll dig into that a little more. But I wanted to start also with um, what did you do as a kid? Um, that, like, for example, like, like you, they like almost led you to believe you were going to do something, you know, creative, or maybe it wasn't creative. But you know, what was the thing that kind of got you all charged up as a kid that you just loved doing? Boy, I used to draw every opportunity I had. I mean, <laughs> I always had a sketchbook with me. I always had a pencil or pack of crayons with me. 
Um, when I was little, like a lot of kids, I was terrified of getting shots at the doctor. Um, <laughs> and my mom would bring my pack of Crayola markers with me. And it was that piece of like big butcher paper that the doctor always pulls oh, across. Yes, yes. So I would just sit there like it was a big mural and I would just draw and color and color. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, the doctor's poking me here, giving me shots here. So like when I'm in the zone, when it comes to creativity, um, that's the world I live in. And so like, if, if you saw me as a kid, whether I was sitting in church on a Sunday morning, or I was sitting at one of my dad's basketball games, he was a coach. I was spending a lot more time like drawing and sketching uh, than doing just about anything else. And, and my mom, um, who has some artistic flair to her and interest, she just was, both my parents were super encouraging, but um, I had a stay at home mom and she used to bring home like awesome books from the library. And one of them uh, was by a guy named Ed Emberley, and he did a whole series of books for children. Um, and it was probably about eight or nine years ago that I realized, like, oh my gosh, like the style that Ed Emberley taught me to draw in, in his books when I was little is like probably the biggest influence on the way that I approach illustration and design today. So, um, so yeah, if, if you're out there and you've got kids and you want to encourage them to draw, I highly recommend, like, I know Columbus Metropolitan Library, a lot of them have it. Um, his books are awesome. They're so great. Um, I actually had an opportunity to call him out of the blue a couple years ago and spent 45 minutes on the phone with him. Um, you know, he's you know, 90, 90 years old now. Oh my gosh. Um, and, yeah. And it was so cool. And, and actually he said, like, I kind of shared my story with him. Like, I was not good at anything besides creativity. Like I, I was barely passing classes in school, but man, I'd go into the art classroom and it was just like my fortress of solitude. And, um, and so for me, it was, it was very clear what I was going to do with my career path. At some yeah. I wasn't sure what graphic design was yet. Um, or that you could make, you know, anything I knew being young was like, fine artist and like painting paintings and putting them in a museum or putting them in a gallery and hoping to sell some mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. so graphic design really resonated with me. Cause you can actually like make money doing it and you can be creative at the same time. So, yeah. And I think that's a really important message too, because you know, growing up as well, when I told my mom that I wanted to be an artist, I mean, the, the I think the knee jerk reaction for a lot of parents is always, Oh my God, you're going to starve sort of thing. Right, um, so right. I think there's a, a great message in what you have just described there on how, yeah, you can actually not only make money at this, but, you know, if you see this in your children, really, really encourage it. And it also comes in handy later, which is kind of the point of this podcast, too. It's like, you know, don't neglect that side of your brain that is creative because it's going to really help you in business, you know, in the long oh, yeah. run, too. Um, yeah. All right. So you are an artist as a child. So how did you get How'd you get there from here? Or how'd you get here from there? Whatever it is. Um, <laughs> how'd you get I, there today <laughs> after being the, the kid that would draw like continuously? I, yeah, I was very fortunate. Um, right, right at about 1990, uh, towards the end of the 80s, um, the, the Macintosh computer started to become a mm -hmm. thing where it was becoming more affordable and people were starting to have them. I was introduced to a Mac. Mine was a Mac plus. It had a, an eight inch black yes. and white screen about this big. <laughs> it had no internal hard drive. Um, you know, it had a floppy disk on the front. So you couldn't work on any files that were bigger than 1.5 megabytes. Um, right, right. and no internet connection, but I loved it. And, um, 
Adobe had just come out with with Adobe Type Manager, which meant you could actually see the fonts on the screen. Mm -hmm. Before Mm -hmm. that, you had to work with the typesetter to to do all that. Um, And uh, and so it was kind of like really at the beginning of what was available for for using you know computer generated art. So um, I was very involved in theater productions at my school. I was very involved in my youth group growing up in my church and. And so, like, even though I wasn't good at a lot of things, um, anyone that was in leadership in either of those positions, whether it was a teacher or the school or the the theater director, they would always contact me. And go, okay, here's what's here's going to be the spring play. Um, we need posters, we need cast shirts, you know, and all that stuff. So I just started like really kind of using the computer, and and I, a lot of it, I would draw it draw my illustration first and then I would go to Kinko's and rent the computer there for long enough to be able to scan the file and use their scanner, download it onto a floppy, get it home. Um, Started working with a local screen printer to create the t-shirts and then she was like, look, I can show you how to create these files so that you can, so that when I get them, I can actually use them. Um, I had oh, no nice. idea what I was doing. And right, so right. she trained me basically how to set files up for that. I, I, uh, I learned from her to the point where she would start sending me business. So like she had a ton of this local soccer mm-hmm. camps and stuff like that. So when I'm in high school, she's basically like, say, I got a hundred bucks. Do you want to design a soccer t-shirt? I'm like a hundred dollars. That seemed like a million. Um, <laughs> yeah. So when I went out, when I got out of high school, I had a portfolio of all the theater t-shirts I had done, the posters, um, several soccer camps that I had worked on, some things like that. And my, and I saw a, an ad in the local newspaper uh, for a position open at a local t-shirt retailer. And I went in and presented my work and I ended up landing the job there. So that's basically how I started my career. Um, I don't have any formal education at all. I went to a year and a half at Columbus State thinking I might at some point, but uh, my career really started there. Uh, That led to me, you know, working on creating the catalog for the company and then learning, you know, back in Cork Express and then uh, learning how to do set up a photo shoot. And, um, and so it just, it just built on that and went, worked it for interactive agencies, video and film companies, um, you know, just had, had opportunities to kind of dip my toes into all sorts of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's kind of how I got started. Yeah. Did you find that, um, you essentially created your own path here or did things just kind of happen like based on fate and things like that? Um, boy, that's a great question. I, I it's funny because I actually thought that things were going to go in a very different direction, um, and then things would come in and they would kind of like intersect and say like, "Okay, stop, hold on, I want you to think about this other possibility." Um, mm-hmm. When I was working for that T-shirt company, um, I had been accepted to go to college at what was then called the School of Advertising Art. Now it's called the Modern College of Design yep. in Kettering, Ohio. Yes. And um, I was super excited. I literally had moved all my stuff to, to, to Dayton. Um, my, we didn't have much money growing up. I was basically having to pay for college myself. Mm-hmm. Same. And so while we were out there on a visit one time, we stopped at a local church and we popped in and said, hey, does, do you know if there's any families or anybody that happens to have a room to rent or let my student, my kid use during the week for free? And immediately that day, a young couple 
um, that had been early, they had just gotten married said, we have this town home. Someone did this for us when we were in college. And, um, oh so goodness. we've got a spare room. You're welcome to use it for free. And I was like, well, wow. it's clear. This is where I'm supposed to go. Yes. I literally moved all my stuff in, had my dorm, my dorm room all set up. And, um, and then my boss had that conversation with me and he's like, listen, I, I don't want to tell you what, you know, God's plan is for your life or any of that. Like I, I, I'm just telling you that, that with what you've learned this summer, you're going to be that kid that ends up teaching everybody else. Um, you know, and so I, I met with a couple local illustrators and designers I trusted and I was like, here's my situation. What do you think? Um, and all of them basically was like, yeah, take a year off, see what happens. You can always go back to college next year. And and so I felt really bad. I contacted that couple and I was like, I just, I feel bad because I know you said that I could stay in your place. Well, it was really quiet on the other side of the phone and the woman started crying and I was like, I'm sorry, like what's going on? She's like, actually, it's really interesting because my husband and I just found out we were pregnant and we oh. needed that room. <laughs> And we didn't know how to let you know that. You. <laughs> yeah. And, and, they, and so that we've been stressing and stressing and stressing. Like, how are we going to bring a baby into this house now that we need that room? And how do we tell him? Because he's planning on going to college in the fall here. And it was like, to me, that was just like a sign. You yes, know? that is. Uh, yeah. Like, I wanted you to go this way. I, I, you know, did whatever I needed to move that way. But then it was like, okay, actually, I want you over here. Yeah, change your and plans. so like, <laughs> yep. And it was great. It worked out great. So yeah, it, it, I feel like that's how my life has been. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like, if an, if a door opens, walk through it. If a door closes, look for another door. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't, I've never had a five-year plan I've, for my business. I've just always just said, you know, what's next. Um, right. I've been very fortunate in that I've never had to really look for work. I've been very busy for the last 13 years on word of mouth, um, re- you know, referrals. And, um, and so I've just been really blessed as far as that goes. I, I don't ever have any goals to meet certain milestones every year, make a certain amount of money. Um, I have personal goals where I'm trying to like, um, how do I, for instance, just make this thing that I hate doing a lot more efficient so that I can do the kind of stuff that I'm best at mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. how do I find that, that outside resource to handle that now? Because like, it's the thing I hate. It's like the bane of my existence running my business. So like, okay, <laughs> let's find that person, whether it's yeah. an attorney or whether it's, yes. uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, an accountant or whatever it happens to be, you know, bookkeeper to handle a lot of that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will say just from knowing you, um, and I will tell the audience that you are incredibly gifted and I think can kind of, you know, just kind of fall off the cliff, if you will, and you know you're going to have a soft landing somewhere just because, I mean, I just think you're just that talented. I, you know, I will well, thank you. tell the world that right now. But I do think that, you know, to a certain degree, um, it is a little calculated whether you know it or not, because you tend to constantly challenge yourself I think with things too like you would not have written you know illustrated and the children's book thing had you not thought I'm gonna just go ahead and and kind of push my own limit here you were talking to me you know before we even start recording about how you're you are developing this relationship with Adobe I mean people just don't get that 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 sort of thing that doesn't just fall on them I mean to a certain degree I think you are you know you know, blessed and lucky to have those things happen. But I think it is due to your own 
um, desire to just kind of reach a little further and challenge yourself. And you can say I'm completely wrong here, but no, you're I, not. I think there is a certain I think, like no, I you could I think maybe you could be perfectly happy just designing things, but I do also see you reinventing yourself all the time too and innovating and thinking logically and developing new ideas and really exercising that left side of your brain in order to get to your next level. Well, and, and with the children's book specifically, like I just had always wanted to do a children's book. Um, I always struggled with reading growing up, but I love the pictures and I remember <laughs> all the pictures in the books my mom, my mom read to me and, um, and it's something I always wanted to do. And then my friend Beth just basically contacted me. It's like, I have a children's book. Uh, would you illustrate it? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. And she's like, I got no money. We're going to put it on Kickstarter and we're going to see what happens. And I'm like, that's right. Sounds good to me. So um, that to me though, like I, I knew I wanted to do a children's book at some point, um, but it was always kind of sitting in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And then Beth came mm-hmm. along and she's like, let's do this. So yeah, uh, I did have to, to make a, a decision that I was going to put paying, that I was going to do this, even though I had paying work, like I was going to do this as well. The thing that I like to do whenever I have a, whether it's a pro bono job or a, uh, like a, a side project type of thing like that is use it as a challenge to uncover something I don't know. Um, and so for instance, with Adobe illustrator, um, I've always loved when people use Adobe, use illustrator brushes and it's Mm -hmm. really unused. Most people use brushes in procreate. They use them in Photoshop and stuff like that. But it's, it's honestly one of those things that in illustrator is very overlooked. Um, and I wanted to have kind of that analog feel that vectors don't typically have. They're really like Mm -hmm. crisp and sharp. So uh, I really challenged myself to say, all right, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to master this whole concept of making my own art brushes, learning how to use them. And I'll tell you, like, while I'll probably, I might eventually make back the money that I invested, um, you know, for the time in those books. But what's really come from it is that I, um, during that Kickstarter campaign, I offered at like, I think it was the $100 level would do like a three hour workshop on everything I learned on how to create brushes. Yes. And, and that I, I, I'm an overachiever on stuff. So like I probably spent five days putting together that curriculum for a one time three hour course. And, uh, Mm -hmm. when it was done, I got such great reviews. Like everybody loved it so much. And they're like, man, that's amazing. And a couple people were like, you ought to just offer this as a course. I was like, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. So now I've given that at multiple conferences. I'm slated to give it at two conferences this year. Oh my goodness. And then the other thing that's cool about that is uh, the illustrations I create on the side. So like last summer was super slow, um, very slow business-wise. I know a lot of creative people had a rougher summer last year. Um, and I was at the zoo with my kids and we were looking at the monkeys. I love the monkeys at the zoo. I love animals in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I decided I'm going to like illustrate these animals and I'm going to really even push deeper into the, the illustrator brush, uh, idea. And I started posting on Instagram. Well, then I get an email from Adobe and they're like, we've been doing a, a lot of research on people that are creating their own brushes. We've narrowed it down to like, we, we've tested yours. We think yours are like the best we've seen. Oh, and, um, we want to hire you to do another animal illustration. And we want you to create your own, 
unique brush set just for that. And then we're going to do a tutorial and we're going to give the brushes away for free. So if you actually are looking for a nice set of Adobe Illustrator brushes for free, um, I can send you the link for that and we can put it in the show notes. Or oh, yes, um, yes, if you just absolutely. look on Behance, uh, look on, uh, if you look up Adobe Jeremy Slagle brushes, um, there's a free link. You can download them and have them for free. And it gives you the working file that I use to create the illustration. So you can kind of pick it apart and see how I did it. Um, and so great opportunity. And then next week, which I'm super nervous about, I'm going to be mm-hmm. doing a, a three day Adobe boot camp on how I use brushes in illustration. And one of those is actually going to be taking a spread from the children's book that I did and like, okay, how would I approach this? Um, what did I learn? Uh, so we'll do, I'm doing one day on how to illustrate plants uh, in, in Illustrator, some really cool techniques and stuff I've learned. A lot of it's stuff I developed while working with Scott's company on some of their projects a, lot, a couple years ago. Um, and then I'm going to do a whole series on animals, which I love animals, how I illustrate animals um, using Adobe brushes and stuff. And then the third day is going to be how I approached uh, creating an, uh, that children's book illustration. So it should be fun. I'm terrified. Uh, we'll see how it goes. That's exciting. That is so exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think you know you have just you know explained the the whole concept around you know this podcast, which is again, you know you could have lived very happily, I'm sure, just with the drawing and the things like that. But that's really not you. You got the whole thing going. It's like how do how do I you know, how do I put together this class? How do I you know do this presentation? How do I do this? And it, it is all just elevated. I mean, everything that you've done up until now, and it's it's really quite amazing. And I have to ask, what would you tell, how do you think that kid that was drawing on, in the doctor's office would feel about what you've kind of pulled off here? <laughs> oh, I would be ecstatic. Like everything about my life, like not just, not just the ability to make a living doing what I do, but to, to have like a super supportive wife who, I mean, I failed to mention her earlier, but like. I couldn't be running my own business without her. She mm-hmm. also is very left-brained and she helps with the uh you know making sure our taxes are good and that I'm not <laughs> in jail because of that. Um she makes sure that you know she follows up with with overdue invoices and does that in a very kind way. Um and then you know to be able to to be blessed to have two kids that are kind of following in my footsteps. Um I love like you'll sometimes you'll walk into like Stoffs or Old Tangy River Brewing Company and you'll see us all sitting around the table working on projects together and that that's like super fulfilling for me um, and like bring being able to bring them to creative conferences we'll, we we've all gone to Creative South a couple times I'm speaking at Creative South um, this this year and I'm also giving my uh, brush workshop at that uh, on the workshop day so if you're interested in taking my brush workshop there's an opportunity. I'm also doing the same thing at circles conference in September. I'm about to announce that I'm going to do an online workshop coming up here, hopefully in April. So send me um, all the links because I know I will know all of this stuff. I will. I will. So, yeah, I mean, here's here's something I want to plant in your brain too, because, um, I, I, when you were talking about, you know, you're lucky to have your kids, I think in a way they're lucky to have you too, to have parents who really understand, how they function. And I see more often than not, you know, people being discouraged from being creative because their parents just don't Mm. get it. And there could be some, some blog in there somewhere for you just to write about, you know, like 
Uh, so your kids are creative. <laughs> here's here's what you can do to encourage them, and don't don't yeah. be afraid for them because this is actually a good thing. You know, they they can make a living. Yeah. At this. They can do, and you know, just kind of walk. You know, some of the talks of that fear out of some parents that might have this or discourage them because I, I remember even in college where people would say, I have, I'm getting a business degree, even though they were great artists because their parents would not pay for them to get an art degree because they're not going to, they, they couldn't even support that as an idea. Yeah. And I still yeah. see that today. Um, so they're, they're, if, if, if people aren't listening to this now, you know, there might be, you know, something to kind of get more out there. I'm trying to get that message out there more, that and to have, um, artists be paid what they're worth because that's one of the yeah. big battles that portfolio creative still has sometimes yeah. too. It's, this is a job for people and yeah. you're not going to do it for free or for a discount or, or things like that. This is absolutely. Really yeah. Really I'll tell you, we um, giving room, giving your kids room and the tools for creativity is the most important thing you can do. Um, we homeschooled our, my, my wife homeschooled our kids until mm-hmm. they were in eighth grade. So oftentimes they were done with school by 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, sometimes noon, and they had the rest of the day to mm-hmm. do whatever they wanted. And our rule in our family was if it's, if it's a creative tool, you want a, a, need a new sketchbook, you need markers, like we, we'll go to Blix, we'll go to Hobby mm-hmm. Lobby, wherever it needs to be. Yep. We'll buy you whatever you want. Um, my daughter is really into like making these stuffed animals and she, she creates these really oh my God, yes. super That's cute cool. little uh, things. And she does it. She still does it. If you see her in class in college, she's listening to the lecture and she's sitting there making something at the same time. Um, so I would encourage you to do that. And uh, Caleb's going to laugh about this, but um, our rule growing up was you get 30 minutes of screen time a day. So, you know, <laughs> you have to use it. You want to watch a movie? You've got four days. You're going to have to, you're going to have to I'll like, <laughs> you can watch 30 minutes tonight. You can watch 30 minutes oh, tomorrow night. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. No, obviously, you know, if we, we, we would do, obviously there would be like, Hey, we're gonna do family movie night this weekend. And we would watch a whole movie together, or we would go to the theater and see a movie. But on a normal day, it was 30 minutes of screen time. And that meant if you want to play the, the Nintendo, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You got 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and I think we don't give our kids opportunities to be bored anymore. Um, we had, they, they've got a device in front of them. That's just, that's got a universe full of information and games and movies and all that stuff. And we don't give kids the time to be bored. And then we don't fill that boredom with something for them to actually do something with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I think that's I think that, that's uh, probably the biggest add on thing to this too. Because yeah, to to, the, to your point, I mean that screen time if they're on it for an hour, that could have been like an hour they could have been creating something, and you right. know, uh, right? And, and that's and that's what you did growing up because both you were telling the story about the Mac and all that. I didn't. I was not on the and you know in front of a screen for hours because I was drawing and doing other things, creating adventures with my brothers and things yeah. like that. So right, um, right. Yeah, we got to kind, of, kind of recapture that for sure. Yeah. Time to have an imagination, right? And mm-hmm. uh, time to make up games. Like, why would we give a? Ki- why would we tell kids these are games that you can play when you could say, "I think we need to make up a game about you can make this." A let's, game. let's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Like, kids used to do that with sticks and hoops. You know, I like know. it's crazy. And and I think you know, I, I know I sound may sound like an old fart when I say that, but it's like, you know, I have a full wood shop in my basement. And we went and bought a Glowforge when it was um, on Kickstarter, which is like a, a really cool 
like desktop laser cutter. And oh wow, and Caleb, yeah. So Caleb learned Adobe Illustrator really young because you can create vectors in Illustrator and then mm-hmm. export them and mm-hmm. use them on the Glowforge. So yep. Yep. That like any all that stuff like and even like when I say screen time, if they wanted to watch uh, a an educational video or a, watch like a Skillshare on how to to do something creative, that there was no limit to that. You want to watch mm-hmm. something that's going to be educational. You want to get on, use Adobe Illustrator or use Procreate on your iPad and draw and color. No limit to that as far as time goes. So, you know, it was really just like, how can I learn? How can I take things in? Uh, And so, yeah. Well, Jeremy, we could clearly talk about this like for another hour. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started, (laughs) Catherine. (laughs) So I'm just going to kind of wrap this up by essentially saying, you know, I I think you have perfectly illustrated on that, how using your whole brain can really you know, deliver some success for you. Or if, like I said, at minimum, put you in a place where you are, you know, creating and growing and, you know, if along the way it's profitable too, that's great. Or you can make your own company from this, which is what you've done. You know, all of that needs to be encouraged. And you can use certain tools from your um, innovative side, which again is that creative side, to invent, reinvent yourself over and over and over again, which you have definitely done. I mean, I, like I said, it's, I, I'm always looking forward to seeing what you're going to do next. And like I said, this Adobe relationship, I can that's just, I mean, we're just at the beginning of this. So, I mean, what, what are we going to be doing? Like, and I know you're not going to think five years ahead, but that's what I do. I'm thinking five years ahead for Jeremy Slagle. And what's he going to be doing then? <laughs> I, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> it's going to be something awesome. I have absolutely no doubt. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, like I said, I think the world of you and yeah. I tell people about you all the time that you designed the logo for Portfolio Creative and many of the other ones that we see around town. And even beyond that, really, and we're not going to limit to that. I've, I've just seen your work everywhere, and um, I, I own some of your work, some of your prints that you've done, and I encourage people to check out your website, which, again, we will include, um, because you do sell things as well, um, rightfully so, because it's awesome stuff. And um, thank you again just so much. I really, really appreciate this. Of course. Anytime. Have me back. I'd love to talk, I might, talk I'm more have about you back, it. And we're going to talk about what we're up to next. <laughs> Yeah, pick a topic. Let's go. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. This this was, was really, really fun. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for joining the conversation today. If you are more of a visual person, all of these podcasts are available on YouTube on the Secret Art of Business podcast. If you or someone you know is successful in running a business and utilizing their creativity to superpower it, I would love to hear more. Maybe there's someone you know that's successful and you want to hear their story. Drop me a note in the comments, and if it's a fit, we'll try and connect.